you're listening to the Queen of Calm podcast, the podcast for calm girls by a calm girl. Welcome back to the Queen of Calm podcast. I'm your host, Paisley Haddad. So before we get started with today's episode, I want to say thank you to everyone who listened to my last episode, which was my first episode back from my graduation break. Um, That was really fun to get back to recording again and sharing it with you all. Um, And if you haven't, please go back and listen to all my past episodes I've had a lot of interesting guests on, and I'm sure you don't want to miss it before you, um, you know, see the rest of my guests. And uh, if you're not following us on Instagram already, please shoot us a follow at Queen of Calm Podcast on Instagram. We're almost to 400 followers, and that's where I announce all of my guest announcements, so you don't want to miss a thing. Um, and finally, if you're feeling generous and you have a little time on your hands, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. It's very much appreciated. So, before we get into today's episode, I want to talk about this week's calm one of the week, and that is the Jonas Brothers Olympics campaign, which, first of all, I just got my tickets for the Jonas Brothers Remember This Tour. I'm so excited to finally go and see live music again. Um, but also, um, you know, I just think this campaign with their new single, Remember This, is so clever. Um, they partnered with the Olympics, which are happening this summer, which is very exciting. Go Team USA. And they're using their song and a lot of promotional materials for the games And also they're having their own special on NBC um, that kind of celebrates their music as well as the Olympics. And there'll be the host. So I think this is just a great connection with the song and um, a great campaign for the Jones Brothers to promote. So hats off to their publicists for that being the calm one of the week. But getting into today's episode, I'll be talking with my guests about magazines and journalism, um, specifically the fashion magazine at Marist College, formerly FMAM, now Measure Magazine. Um, They did a full rebrand of a magazine and created a print copy through a pandemic. So, you know, cheers to them. Um, And I just think it'll be a very interesting interview to hear about, you know, how they did it. And they also came out with a documentary and did social media campaigns. So it'll be exciting to talk to my guest about all of that, as well as her unique internship opportunities. Um, And, you know, the journalism industry, specifically magazines, is so ever-changing nowadays with everything going virtual and, you know, um, celebrities who are on the cover are doing shoots at home and, and all these different things are happening. So be sure to stay tuned for the interview. You're, you're not going to want to miss it. My next guest was involved in the rebranding of Marist College's fashion magazine, Measure. And she also has held a number of communications internships that she's here today to talk about. Please welcome Marley Gifford to the podcast. Welcome, Marley. I'm so glad to have you. Hi, Casey. I'm so glad to be here. So why don't we start out with talking about how you got interested in journalism? Sure. Um, so I think a really pivotal moment for me was being, I think, like around six years old and watching the movie The Devil Wears Prada. And <laughs> I think a lot of girls in common and fashion can really relate to that because um, that was just like a total just awakening of for me of what I wanted to do. I wanted to be in Hathaway and, you know, be the <laughs> assistant and do all the things that she had to do for Miranda Priestley. But that's really what drew me into it. Um, and so I always wanted to I always knew I wanted to be in the fashion industry in some sort of way. And I guess what that movie did for me is made me realize that I want to be in the magazine industry specifically. So I went into journalism with the hope to sort of refine it down into, into the magazine industry. That's awesome. And oh my God, that <laughs> that's my favorite movie of all time. It's, it's such a classic. <laughs> it's my dad's favorite movie of all time. Awesome. <laughs> that's funny. Um, but he really got me into it when I was a little kid. So I can thank him, I guess, for that. <laughs> That's funny. 
Um, fun fact, my internship that I did at Fox Entertainment, one of the floors in the building in New York is like where they film like the opening sequence when like she goes for her interview and everything. So every time I'd stop on that floor all the time and just like stand there for a few minutes, take it all in. <laughs> That's amazing. Whenever I'm like, when I, whenever I just feel like I need some motivation, I always listen to that song by, um, I think it's like, her name is like Tunstall. Her last name is Tunstall. Oh yeah, KT Tunstall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> suddenly I see and I play it to get in the zone. Like if I'm going for an interview or something, I always play <laughs> songs. It totally gets me like so hyped up. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. So kind of moving on, let's talk about measure. So can you tell listeners who don't know what measure is or like the Maris Fashion Magazine is? Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. So my freshman, sophomore, sorry, my sophomore year here at Marist, um, I got into the magazine uh, here at Marist. So it was FMAM at the time, which stood for Fashion Magazine at Marist. And it was sort of a play on like the radio, like AM, like FMAM, you know? Um, and so it was really great. And I, my first year I was on the design and layout team with the magazine. And then I sort of wanted to dive into the other groups of the magazine. And so I decided to continue it into my junior year. Um, and that's when, you know, COVID happened at the end, well, the end of sophomore year, COVID happened and we couldn't go to print with the magazine. And it was really sad, but we still had an amazing year. We made it a beautiful virtual magazine. Um, but then, you know, with COVID and everything, I don't think the rebranding would have happened if COVID hadn't happened, which is awesome. It's kind of a little silver lining. and so. Uh, we really just got to reform the magazine in every possible way. And what the magazine is now is it's called Measure Magazine. And um, it's just fantastic. It's part, it's, there are so many amazing people on the team. And one of the best things about the rebranding that we decided to do this year um, and moving forward is every single facet of the magazine is student run. So every word you see written in the magazine is by a student. Every, you know, stitch of makeup that's on the models is by a Maris student. Every model, every photographer, all of that is all Maris based. I think that's so important. It's something that we were lacking a little bit before. Um, but we just have like a modern take and it just feels more Maris and more like our sort of vibe. You know what I mean? It's just, it's great. So yeah. I highly recommend the magazine to anybody that's in com or, you know, in fashion or passionate about magazines because it's truly one of the best things that I do here at Maris. And I think it's we're finally sort of growing where where people are sort of getting the idea of what it what it is now. Because for so long, I feel like not a lot of people really knew about it, right? <laughs> um, that is so cool, and I love that it's student run, and you guys must must get so much great experience from all of that. Um, so, can you talk a little bit about like the creation process? How long did it start to create the whole magazine, and then you know what has it been like now that it's out? Yeah, so I'm on the editorial team now uh, of the magazine, so I can sort of talk most about that. Um, but basically what we do is in the first semester of the year in the fall, there's a class called magazine writing. And normally what happens is the kids in that class will write up um, some magazine ready pieces and then we'll collect all of those pieces and sort of, you know, um, what's that word? So just narrow them down and sort of see what we want to put in the magazine and then sort of try to draw out themes and things like that. That's what we did my sophomore year. So two years ago now. Um, and so that's normally how the process goes. But with the rebranding this year, what we decided to do was just start completely fresh this, this beginning of spring. So we were rushing to get content from, we did an open call, we're trying to get content from every possible person, from a bunch of Mayor students, um, from people within the magazine and things like that. And so 
uh, it was a bit of a change. So being on the editorial team, we had to really, you know, gather as much information as possible, as much written content. And then, you know, that's really, really where it starts for us. So we start looking at all the written content, editing it and drawing out the themes that we want. And we sort of got to model our themes and the written content around the theme of the magazine, if that makes any sense. Um, with the new name and everything, which is different than, what, than previous years. And so that process starts at the beginning of the spring. And in the meantime, other teams like um, production, they're working on what our, all of our events are gonna look like. And then the art team is working on the beauty of it and the imagery and the graphics and uh, the fashion team works on, you know, photo shoots and the tangible clothing and things like that um, with, that go within the magazine. And so that process goes throughout the, the whole semester and we wrap up at the end of the year and that's when we get to have the magazine in our hands. That was a really gratifying experience this, this year because that was my first time getting to hold a magazine that I was a part of, it was amazing. Um, and so that's sort of what the timeline of the, of, the, of the whole process looks like. Awesome, and yeah, that must be such a proud moment to hold that in your hands and you know, something printed is so rare these days so it must be so cool to have as a keepsake. Exactly, you got it. Yeah, we were strictly print this year, so it was really, it was amazing. That's so cool. And I know that you guys did a documentary this year as well. Can you talk about that? Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I got to do a little bit of the documentary this year, which is nerve wracking, but really fun. <laughs> um, so we had a really amazing social media team this year, um, which was different. And, and they really did a great job of getting the word out there and getting Measure's name out there and you know, rebranding a brand new uh, social media sort of setup. And so the director of that team, Charlotte Martin, who graduated this past, this year, she did a great job with the documentary and getting that arranged. And um, we just had people come in and film us while we were doing our creative process throughout the, the semester. And then um, they just interviewed a couple of the directors and then a couple of students that are also in the, in the magazine and on different teams and things like that. And so I definitely encourage anybody who's interested to go check that out. Because uh, it's kind of it gives you an inside peek at the whole magazine, which is sort of the allure of it all. Yeah, definitely. I love watching it and getting everyone's perspectives. Um, so I love seeing Kaylin on the cover. She's just so beautiful in that yellow outfit and everything. Gorgeous. Do you have a favorite part of the magazine? Oh my goodness! I'm oh like goodness. It's like my child. <laughs> um, there, was one, there was one photograph in the whole magazine that I think like a lot of people, a lot of us, we, we did this at the end of the, of the year, we went around or the end of the semester, we went around and said our favorite part of the magazine. And a lot of people said it was a picture of one of our male models in a dress, in a wedding dress, and we had red <laughs> lipstick on. And like, we just loved that. And I wasn't there for the shoot, but it just looked so amazing. He looked incredible in it. And our, um, our director, our professor, Kimberly Cutter, she, uh, she was, remarking on the fact that he was there at the photo shoot and you know he's just like this like pretty masculine dude right and there's this tiny little dress hanging up on a hanger and she's like there's just no way that's gonna fit him and he fits <laughs> love when he puts it on it's like fits him perfectly and he's like hey whatever we got to do to break down boundaries you know so that was sort of funny and uh it reminded me of um the very controversial Harry Styles Vogue cover you I'm sure you know what I'm talking about um and so I think that was perfect that we put that in yeah, that, that seems like one of those like perfect moments that just happened, you know, kind of in the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so now I want to talk about your internship. So now you're interning at a magazine, right? 
Yes, currently. I'm performing at a place called Downtown Magazine. Um, it's based in Lower Manhattan, and I've been working there for remotely for two weeks now. Um, so just sort of getting started. And it's been really amazing so far. It's honestly exceeded my expectations so far, but I'm um, going to the city next week um, to go and check it out. And sort of what we'll, what we'll be doing this next week is um, going around downtown and trying out a bunch of different ice cream shops and sort of covering that and doing a little video segment on that. So um, something sort of different about this internship for me is that uh, I'm hired as, my title is like lifestyle editorial intern, but I'll be doing a little bit of like a talent situation with this. So like in terms of being on, on camera, which I've never done before. So I'm a little bit scared for that. <laughs> but, um, we'll see how it goes. I think it'll be fun. Um, but just sort of just talking about, you know, the magazine and what we're doing and things like that. So that'll be really exciting. And I'm also working with another girl from Maris in, in our grade. I think she's a, an upcoming senior. And uh, she's going to be doing the production and a little bit of editorial and writing with me and stuff like that. And she's amazing and so smart. And so I'm so excited to do that with her. That sounds like a great experience. And it's nice that you're going to be able to do some like normal things, you know, videos going to New York City. So that's really exciting. Yeah, New York's opening up again. It seems like life is coming back to it. And so I'm really excited to, to get my foot in the door. I'm, I've only been to the city like a handful of times, which is crazy considering I've been at Maris for three years. I feel like I haven't <laughs> taken advantage of it fully. Um, but I'm really excited to, to be there as much as possible this summer, for sure. And it's nice you have that Maris connection to working with you. Definitely. Definitely. Um, so do you have any tips for fellow students who are, you know, looking for an internship this upcoming semester or like, you know, during an internship? Yeah, um, definitely get in touch with the career services at Maris. They're so helpful. Gerald McNulty is the name of the, the professor, the runner of it all. He's amazing. Um, and I've just started by like, hey, how do I, where do I get started? Because I honestly started my internship journey, I guess you could say, that sounds dramatic, but <laughs> um, at like the beginning of sophomore year, which sort of felt, or like mid-sophomore year, which felt a little bit late for me, or no, not even, like end of sophomore, beginning of junior year, and I was like, I got to get my stuff together here. So I got in touch with him, sent him my resume, he just reworked it and helped me and guided me and was like, okay, let's narrow this down. Let's, you know, really make, let's like sell you. Right. And so they're really helpful with that. And uh, yeah, he just got me connected with FoxQuest, which is the internship sort of database at Marist, which is amazing and has all of your, th all of your thoughts, you know, right in front of you. It's like a Facebook page almost. I feel like that's how I describe it to people. Um, and so that was really helpful and just apply to a bunch of places and a bunch of different companies because maybe it'll be something so unexpected and it'll take you on a really great journey that you never thought that you could go on. So that's what, that's my best advice. Yeah. I, I definitely second that, you know, things happen for a reason. Like so many times I've seen like internships that I really wanted and then like, it doesn't work out and you're like, what am I going to do now? But then something always comes through the pipeline. Exactly. I'm such a firm believer in that, that everything happens for a reason. And you know, Maybe one person will answer your 30 emails that you send to different employers and that's going to be the one for you. So definitely. Um, and so I want to talk about a few industry topics now. So, um, you know, there's this new wave of, you know, online things definitely before the pandemic, because, you know, the industry is kind of moving away from that print aspect. And then, you know, with the pandemic, more people are at home and everything. And so now I've seen a lot of, you know, digital covers. Like, I don't know if you saw like the new Gossip Girl cast on Cosmopolitan, like there was a whole online, you know, phenomenon with that on the website with videos and everything. So 
do you like that like accompanying content to like the print cover or do you like the classic like print cover and you know in the supermarket that you go and see on the stands <laughs> yeah I definitely think that there is there's a lot to be said about print versus digital right so like I'm somebody who loves the feeling of a glossy magazine and you know experiencing that and who doesn't love that classic feeling but it'd be naive to say that that's the only way that we can get our our information how, how magazines will survive because it's not the way that it's happening you know we need digital to sort of go along with it and so I like that what you said sort of how it can accompany you know the digital can accompany the editorial and the written content and the print content that's how it's going to stay alive you know because there's different demographics of people who read magazines I guess nowadays so there's like the older generations who are who are loving have always loved the, the paper you know my dad is always like you know make sure that you get get your passion for print out there you know what I mean um but we have to stay with the times and stay you know stay relevant and try to because a lot of traffic goes on digital as much as it does with with written and you know print and things like that so um but I also think that like a lot of people in our generation agree with that with the fact that print you know is some is has holds value still and I think that's really interesting and I think that's sort of how we all grew up with like Seventeen Magazine and Teen Vogue and you know Glamour and Marie Claire and things like that like that's how, that's like our childhood and like Tiger Beat and you know all of those sort of kinds of magazines that's what that's what is nostalgic for us and I think that our generation of magazine people or just you know journalism people or editorial people are going to want and crave that sort of feeling of nostalgia and not going to want to let that die yeah definitely and I think I definitely agree with you and I think that kind of is the same thing of like how people have have you seen that like meme that's like people kids nowadays will never know that feeling of like running to the tv during the commercial break like I think it's that same thing like when we would see like like you said tiger beat or bop like in the supermarket like you had to have that and like you had to see like the high school musical people and everything and so I feel like this next generation needs that same excitement you know when they see a brand new magazine in print yeah absolutely and so kind of going off of that so you know because you know the industry is kind of having a hard time you know kind of with the money factor and everything, a lot of places have kind of moved on to like freelance writing and more people who are like recently graduated have gotten to freelancing. So what do you think of like freelance writing and would you ever, you know, pursue that after graduation or like on the side? Yeah, definitely. I think there's no shame in that. And that's a great way for people to, to, be, to be writing. Um, I don't know, I haven't really thought much about if, I, if that's what I want to do or not, but I think that's a great way to go because I think it's important for writers or just journalists in general to sort of you know get their feet in every possible get their you know what I mean get yeah out there in every possible way and you know be as diverse as possible and <clears throat> just like have be able to write about anything be able to pick up a topic and be able to write about it so if it's food or if it's beauty or if it's you know travel whatever it is um and so I think with freelance there, there's a little bit of that and so I definitely recommend that to somebody who doesn't necessarily know what sort of sector they want to be in. Like, for example, I last, my last internship was um, for an entertainment news site, which I loved. I had so much fun with it. But I did just entertainment news all day. And I was like, I kind of want, I'm craving to write about other things. You know what I mean? And so that's, that's definitely what I think comes with freelance. And that's something that 
Yeah, and I think that would really balance out, like, so many journalists get so many pitches from, like, PR people all day of, like, all these different topics, and sometimes they really can't cover it. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, these freelance people can kind of pick up the places where, you know, that things need to be sorted out in that way. <laughs> totally, totally. Definitely, yeah. And so that's another industry topic of, like, you know, now celebrities aren't going to be maybe doing photo shoots in the studio. I've seen a lot of people doing them, like, in their homes, like, you know, people come there to shoot or people do it over Zoom. So, you know, what do you think of that, like, adaptability factor of the industry of, like, doing things from home now? Because people are so talented with what they can do with, like, TikTok and, you know, photos and everything. So true. I think, yeah, I think we're really lucky being in this, in the, being in this, um, in the pandemic, as much as that sounds, you know, crazy, but, like, we're able to be in this new age of just being able to communicate with so many people from all over without being um, restricted geographically. So like today, for instance, I was getting in touch. Have you seen the new movie, um, Two Hearts on Netflix? Yes, yeah, so I just watched it last night. Yeah, so for, I, I'm interviewing a couple people for it because I was, I left that movie, first of all, in tears. Second, <laughs> <laughs> second of all, I'm, and I'm not a movie crier. Like that's the thing, I was like really affected by it. And so I couldn't really shake it out of my head. And so, um, my boss asked me to pitch an article the other day for downtown and um, I decided to, to ask her about the movie. I'm like, can I, can I do something about that? Cause I just can't stop thinking about it. She's like, <laughs> so um, I ended up getting in touch with one of the writers who connected me to um, the director and also the father of the main character who plays um, Chris's dad in the movie. Oh, that's so cool. I'm excited about it. And so I'm corresponding with them today and I'm writing them questions and things like that. And I'm like, I wonder if I would be able to do this back when, you know, Zoom or emails weren't really a huge thing. You know what I mean? Like this is an opportunity that I'm really so happy and so lucky to have. And I wonder if it would be the same thing if it were years ago. And so I think it's super cool that we are able to have the technology that we do that, you know, opens up so much opportunity for us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, so many things wouldn't have happened without, you know, Zoom. And the funny thing is, you know, we've had like Skype all this time, but I feel like people never use it to that like advantage <laughs> in these different situations. And and also speaking of Skype, I'm like waiting for like Skype's big like comeback campaign to like take it away from Zoom. But like, where are they? Like, they never did anything this whole pandemic. <laughs> oh, I know. I was thinking about Skype and like, like <laughs> nobody used anything but like Zoom's the new thing, you know? Yeah. And that movie, oh my God, like you knew something was going to happen, but like you didn't know when it was going to happen. So I was like, oh my God, like when is it happening? <laughs> and I was, when they, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but when they got married, I was like, what is going on? I was like, this is like, something's off. I was like, oh, like, where did this movie just go? I don't think I like it anymore. And then it took a turn and I was like, whoa, never mind. I know I had seen so much on TikTok and this girl was like, you know, when that moment happens in the movie and she was like crying and I'm like, oh my God, like what's going to happen? Like, oh my God, <laughs> I don't think I'm ready for that. <laughs> and I, like, like I said, I'm really, I don't cry at movies. I'm pretty stoic when I watch movies, but the, I was sobbing uncontrollably and I was alone in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I had to go outside and like walk around and take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so to kind of wrap up, the podcast. I want to ask you a question that I asked all my guests. So, Marley, who are your favorite girl bosses, or just a girl boss, if you have more than one okay. or just one? <laughs> yeah. So I've sort of been like juggling between two. I was trying to think about it all day, and <laughs> I was thinking about Drew Barrymore, who I adore, and she just like fascinates me because 
she's constantly doing something so different. Like she has her own beauty line. She has her own show. She, you know, she's an actress or has been in the past. I don't know if she doesn't much anymore. Um, and then she just came out with a new magazine this year. And, you know, it's going to be out this summer, which is crazy to me. It's just like that girl does so much and she does it so well. And she's like so poised and can do no wrong in my eyes. Um, I love her. And then my other is kind of basic one, but just like I'm her number one fan is Taylor Swift. <laughs> Girl boss, just because of, you know, the message that she sends and her presence and just, you know, how she deals with negativity and being a target, being somebody with a target on her back and things like that. So those are my two faves for right now. Yeah, definitely so inspiring. Yeah, Drew, she's always doing something new. Like, and I love her show because like it's a talk show, but it's like a little bit different. She always has something like unique going on. But yeah, and, and Taylor too, you know, the whole thing with re-recording her record, that's like a big, you know, powerful move for someone to do that's in that position. That's awesome. Totally. I love her. Love both of them. Yes. Big role <laughs> Well, Marley, thank you so much for being on the show today. I loved having you on this episode. And um, can you tell everyone where they can check out Measure online? Yes. Um, check out Measure on uh, social media. So you go to Measure Mag Maris and all their, there you can find all the links and a bunch of Instagram pictures from our experience and just go check it out. You'll, you won't regret it. And that's our episode. Be sure to tune in next week for more tips and tricks of the trade. Peace out, calm girls.